Blog Talk Radio. It is, it can be, 
for those people who find their salvation in the system, who thinks that the current system, with a little bit of pushing and prodding, with a little tweaking, a little this and a little bit of that, could be, you know, something quite spectacular for the black man. Those people who really believe wholeheartedly in the system to that degree are reformed. I don't believe that that works for one minute. I believe that this country, not only the founding of this country was founded on criminal activities, you know, but the people who maintain um, the said government are criminals themselves and help to perpetrate a continuous criminal act. And they don't even try to make amends for the criminal act by reparations to uh, its enslaved its descendants of enslaved population of America. They don't even try to make amends for that. That's one. Secondly, you know, the little joke they did to the indigenous people, my ancestry, my, my ancestry on the uh, indigenous side, the native side, it's a joke what they called uh, reparations or either some type of a payment for the, the vast land robbery and genocide performed against them. You understand? So we know that uh, this system is a joke. The current system is a joke. But here it is. Here's the reality of that. Even though it's a joke and you can laugh and you can chuckle and think that we have, we have some insight, we have the upper hand, ha-ha, we know it's a joke, but here's the reality of it. Even if you don't participate with the system, the system will participate and tinkle with you. You will be molested by the government. The government will molest you. You can be as revolutionary as you want, but if you go to work and they tax your check, that's politics, that's the government and your money. And what happens is, here's why I say get involved with these so-called politics, because just like I won't let a brother on the street go in my pocket and take my money, how are you letting the government go in your check and take your money and you don't even want to say what they do with it? You don't even care. Just straight, Robert, I don't get involved with politics. Well, it sure is in your pocket, brother, sister. So that's the necessity of at least being politically aware. Now, you have to wrestle with yourself if, to what level you're going to participate. But the apathy towards politics has to stop. Just because you call, you know what? It reminds me of an ostrich sticking their head. No, even better. You remember when you were super little and you used to close your eyes and think you were invisible? Maybe nobody out there was that slow. I was one of those kids. When you were super little, you would close your eyes and think you were invisible. That's how it is with this apathy to politics. You know what I'm saying? You're not invisible from it. It's still, what's going on, Chairman Work? It's all good. How y'all doing? It's all good. Man, we good, man. We're sitting here just now talking about all things. And introduce my brother, if y'all remember him. From the last time, it was my time to do the show, man. This is Chairman Woke, 3GP, uh, third generation Panther Party out of ATL, man. That man, we good, man. Just talking about all things considered, man. We're talking about this so-called election, 2020 Trump versus Biden. I'm even talking about New Black Panther Party. And in fact, I'm going there everywhere with it tonight because we have to clear the air on this bullshit. Excuse my language. And listen, I usually run a family show, so I'm going to give a verbiage alert this show. If you have children somewhere, uh, please, this may not be the show for them. This is Big Folk's show. This is adult-only show, man, and we have a real rap. So 
you know, back to when we started off, just this whole hoax of an election, this big joke, this big ha-ha. And I know it's a joke, but I think what gets our people, what I'm trying to warn our people about is being sleep to politics. It's not funny if you don't know what's happening around you. Even if we, even if the individual doesn't get up and doesn't participate, doesn't buy, I have no problem with that. I worry about the apathy, the lack of fucking attachment to what is clearly attached to them. I was talking to one of my African brothers one day, man, and the brother shared something with me. And it, at first it was offensive, but it was dead real. He said, the black African-American, the black man, the melanated man and woman in America, those black people in America, are the most ignorant to international policies as a mass of people. The most ignorant. We couldn't tell you, we barely know what's going on in our state, but we couldn't tell you what's going on in another country to save our life. I'm talking to this African here. He speaks five languages. Most of us can't tell you the capitals of the states in our nation, let alone other countries. We have been completely dumbed down and obliviated to the politics that keep us in a certain bondage. And I think that it's necessary because you've got to know what you're fighting. There's no revolutionary that wouldn't say shit. Dr. U.P. Newton went to law school. He didn't participate in the politics, but he knew the jargon of the enemy and the, and, and the tactics of the enemy to be able to combat that. When you see him standing out there, the famous reenactment of uh, Dr. Newton, when he's standing out there with that shotgun and they say, is that shotgun loaded? What my man do the first thing he does? He begins to quote the California state law. California state law says da 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 from a vehicle and a gun, yada, yada, yada. So I'm telling you, see, so now he's hitting them with the law. That's the first step. So he's the law. Did that make him less revolutionary? No. He knew the law. But what, made, what took it into a revolutionary step is because he quoted the law to them and then did the revolutionary shit, broke the law, clock, clock. So I'm telling you, officer, it wasn't loaded. Clock, clock, but now it is. That's the revolutionary part. See, quoting the law didn't make him not revolutionary, but what threw it into a revolutionary action is when he broke the motherfucker. But we have people out here all within the lines of the law and never crossed that line. And I ain't telling people to cross that line. That's not what I'm on here promoting. So don't run back, and I know the alphabet boys listening would love to have that on Yanga. Yanga's not exciting shit. Yanga's quoting facts. And the facts are that you have people masquerading as revolutionaries within the, guide, the uh, guidelines and, 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 and structure of the law, but use a revolutionary talk, and it's misleading. It's not revolutionary action. And those of us who pray for revolution, man, those of us who know our only salvation, is in a complete change of the current policies and government procedures and the way that it is practiced against people who have been exploited and targeted and systematically uh, uh, oppressed. You know what I'm saying? We know our only solution is a new a change in this. We don't stand a fighting chance in hell if this current regime keeps going. You know what I'm saying? So to have some sucker come and take the apple out of my mouth to take my hope, man, is devastating. And it's the same with you. And why do I say that? Because it goes into the 2020 election. It goes into, you know, if you listen, you revolutionaries out there screaming, yo, don't vote. Don't vote. 
And I'm with that. You know, the voting don't show, okay. But then turn around and some of you revolutionaries out there backing a man or a group who says out of his own mouth, he ain't going to get in no personal character slander, but out of his own mouth in Louisville, Kentucky, where I'm from, that the population of Louisville failed Breonna Taylor, that they didn't vote to get that house Negro Uncle Tom ass out of office. So they, it was on them to in their vote. This is what he said out of his mouth. Now let me come out and say, boy, I have every panther swinging at Yankee. Oh, I guess my sons were big enough. I guess I didn't call enough niggas to be able to talk that talk. Man, come on, man. Come on, man. I and you know, work, man. What's up, man? Jump in here with me, brother. Talk to me, man. Either way, how you how you feel about some of these things? Trump, this whole thing going on with these people right here, man. What do you think? How you feeling, brother? I think Trump trying to save America. Okay. That's my person. That's my own personal opinion. I think I think Trump, you know, he's like one of those presidents who see himself as a citizen and he see the direction that these, you know, I don't even know what to call them. I'm gonna call them, you know, sellouts, the elites, whatever you, whatever you call them in your own realm. But he see the direction that these people are taking us into, whether it be martial law, captivity, slavery, economic disaster, poverty, whatever you want to talk, whatever you want to call it. So, like in terms of Trump. Like, when it comes down to Trump, I think people are just basically judging Trump based off the fact that, you know, he don't pay taxes. A lot of us don't pay taxes. So, I mean, you know, a lot of us are swindling the government and finessing and jugging however we can. So, I mean, if that's the only thing that people are going to use against Donald Trump, then I just think that, you know, they might have misjudged him. I mean, racism, we deal with that every day. There's some black racist people yeah. out here, too. So, I think that know, that's, that's very I, real. Yeah, I mean, I like Donald Trump's honesty. But, I mean, it's yeah. just, you know, like, for me, it's not, like, you know, that's just my perspective on Trump. But all in all, like, it's not even about white people and Trump and the government anymore. It's just like... You know, we got to save our own selves. This is like preparation is the key. But it's like Absolutely. black people are so in denial and naive. It's just like how can you get them to, you know, how can you get them into formation when they're just so in denial about everything that's going on? Like they feel safe for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, it. that's one of the things of America. It gives you that uh, – false sense of security because it lulls you to sleep. It gives you everything you want. We don't have to work for anything. It's like really just reaching out and fucking an apple and what the things we think we're working for is just more materialism. So it's all, man, this shit's like Oz. You know what I'm saying? There ain't nothing real in here. And when you pull back the curtain, it's a little midget. Now what I'm going to say about Trump, man, because I, I, you're right. We've been dealing with racism day one. And Trump is blatantly honest uh, about his, his sentiments towards certain things. And he wants to make America great again, which is almost scary to the length he's willing to go because it, 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 a lot of it smells like fascism. A lot of it smells like Hitler. You know, uh, Trump, the dangers in Trump with his racism is he's divisive. Trump's playing everybody off everybody. And he has st- 
stoked the imagination and lit the wick from uh, for poor, you know, for a lot of these hillbillies and poor white trash. And I'm gonna tell you why I say that's such dangerous. Right here in Atlanta, y'all right now don't really see how crazy that is. I've been up in Ohio and Kentucky, and them crackers are off the hook. When I tell you that, if they see down in the south. We're going to kind of fill it up. I don't know, depending on what part of the South and, and how it's populated. Like those people, the minority black people in these white towns are going to fill it. And that ain't the scam. It's just like you said, prepare. <clears throat> so that's the danger in Trump. Trump, with Trump um, in his honesty and, his, and, and how blatant he is about how he feels about us, the danger is that uh, – it will erode, it tears down even the, the pretense of civilization. You kind of dig where I'm coming from? Like Biden, I don't feel they feel any different. But at least they like, we're going to get you, but we're going to play by these little rules. Trump is telling people, man, go and get them. Stand down, stand See, you by. Know, you go know the thing the about Joe Biden, on, you know the thing about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris that I just cannot get with is is this. These people are going to push the agenda regardless. Yes. Donald Trump, on the other hand, is like even though even though he makes some real some some weird you know decisions, it's like he can't be controlled by the system. So I feel like that gives us a better opportunity in you know survival of this whole situation. Why do you Why do you because, say that? Like, the bu- because like okay, I'm gonna give you one decision that you know that um, Kamala Harris and Biden has considered doing if they win the seat, and that's taking away the CARES Act. So that's already a strike against the people. That's gonna push us into a great depression. So the what like act? If, if you the what act? Oh, the CARES Act, which is basically the stimulus package that is uh, bailing us out of this economic disaster that they created for us anyway. Uh, You know, a lot of people don't know the whole purpose of COVID-19 was to break down the economic system in America. Well, that's one reason. The second reason was mandating vaccines. Yeah. Well, what do you think Trump, Trump is doing? Yeah. What do you think Trump is doing? Trump is trying to entice and stoke international mayhem and and and, and he's depleting. That care act is trying to buy votes. That can, we got to get past that shit. We got to get past because somebody throw us a couple thousand. Most Negroes haven't took that and parlayed that. That's supposed to be man. Evictions are the highest they have ever been. Evictions are the highest that that care pack. It was thrown to us when we were do, when we were robbed of of, of way more economic uh, resources, man. I mean, just under this guy. Not only evictions are the highest they ever been because of this COVID. So that care pack, man, was just a dog to a star, a bone to a starving but dog. See, that's, that's also, man, you take into consideration though. It's like, okay, yeah, we don't want to look at it as just like, okay, yeah, he gave us the money. But you just gotta look at the you just gotta look at the outcome of what he did and what would happen if he wouldn't have given us that little bit of money. Now, in a sense, if Donald Trump wouldn't have acted on his own, 
You see, I think that's where you're confusing it. Donald Trump didn't just give you that little bit of money. Donald Trump had to give you that little bit of money because he wanted to give it to his white folk too. He didn't just get. It would be different if he said, "Here you go, black people," and white people already they they in the good. Nah, that ain't what happened. See, we got to stop thinking he did something for us. He ain't dumb. He can't just give it to white people and not give it to black people, but he didn't just give it to black people and not give it to white people. He did shit for us. Well, that's my whole thing. Like, I'm, I'm not even looking at it as, you know, race or skin color. I'm just talking about for the people in general. And, and you know, and then we have to go back to that Donald didn't do the Congress did that. The Congress passed well, um, yeah, approved. Yeah, we're no cross Congress, but that's my whole point. Congress really didn't want to sign the bill, so Donald Trump went ahead and signed it himself. Like, well, you know, we're not, you know, the country is out of work. Nobody's making money. People's bills are falling behind. So while y'all sit around and BS and deliberate about what y'all feel like y'all should do, I'm just going to sign it anyway because, you know, if we don't get these people back to work, or don't put this money into the community, we may not recover from this. Exactly. And Donald Trump did that stimulus packet, that care pack, to keep going. When they was pushing with rent suspension, suspend the rent. See, Donald Trump got to keep business going. You had them other people hollering about, man, we got to suspend, we got to shut it down. Shit got to be free. This shit got to be socialist. You know what I'm saying? You don't put, uh, you should have rent forgiveness, not rent suspension. Don't push my rent off. Don't give me a feeling, okay, y'all can pay y'all rent now and this and that. Just no. It is the responsibility of the government in this time, especially since your dumb ass, since Donald's dumb ass didn't. I, I, you know what? I don't talk about because I do respect the institution. Since President Trump, I'm not going to do that because I try to be respectful to their institution. President Trump, I, in my personal opinion, Phil didn't handle the COVID, you know, poo-poo the shoo-shoo, the whole outbreak, uh, the whole COVID thing. Uh, in the first place, I mean, listen, I'm not a big fan of, of, of uh, Vice President Biden nor uh, uh, Pamela Harris. I'm not their big fan. I'm not saying one is greater than the other. I don't believe in the lesser two evils. But what I think is happening is I think with all the hoopla, for, uh, with all the hoopla with Trump, man, we, we're forgetting uh, the real issues. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this man is dangerous for black men. He is called Africa shithole countries. He has put people on the terrorist list. He's um, um, terrible on immigration. He's openly, blatantly racist. What about that is appealing? You know, and, and here it is. And here's what scares me about it, because I'm, I'm a communalist. I'm not an individualist. So when when he encourages them, to do these type of things, these cowardly white supremacists are going to hit the softest targets like they do. They go to schools, they go to churches, they hit our people. Yeah, some of us going to be prepared, have our arms, be prepared to go, but we can't be in the, I told the Negroes, so we're all ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, yo, we got to be, you know, I'm just so for the people, man. I just be like, yo, how can we, how can we make it where the most of us can come out of this? You know, you know, you know, we're in a situation that we was in four years ago, you know, where it's more or less choose the lesser of two evils. But to me, 
it's like at least Donald Trump is honest and open about what he's doing. True. The other party, they're 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 secretive. They're they're keeping things away from the people. They're not really keeping us in the loop on what's going on or what what their plans are really. And you know that to me, after after having a president for four years and just keep it real and tell you what's really going on. Hey man, I, I mean I don't the secretive stuff. Ain't, I mean the racism part don't really bother me to be honest, because it's just like. You know, people are going to feel how they feel, you know. So that part don't really bother me. I mean, we deal with racism but, every day. I mean, I haven't really seen him problem, do anything racist in my what? own The problem with but hate crimes are up 70% since his presidency. So it ain't just racism and sentiment. He's encouraging and emboldening the actions of white supremacists. Since his presidency, hate crimes have went up 70%. He is emboldening white supremacy. Like I said before, they don't come after you and me. They don't come after you and I. You know what I'm saying? Those people who are preparing themselves, they hit our grandmothers, our children, people in church, people in malls. You know, they're cowardly. We, I, I, I think it's just dangerous to have a man up there that stokes that type of sentiment in the people. That emboldens it. They already feel that way, but to have somebody up there that says, hey, it's okay to act out. And that's essentially what Donald Trump says. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to act out. You know, even though we know all of it's a joke, it has something that at least makes them think twice. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't believe in the system. But, how, not but, however... If they, I think that there needs to be a law that deters police from killing us, I think they should automatically get a life sentence. They should automatically die. Like, you get the death penalty if you kill a police, if a police is found guilty of killing a black person, like, then they should die. And and their family should be forced to pay restitution. They shouldn't, you know, the settlement shouldn't be paid by taxpayers. It should come out of their children's college fund. they say, oh, Yanga, that's excessive, so it's killing us. So it's the force they use. So that's what I mean. Certain things have to be a deterrent. Right now, Biden and 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 and, and um, uh, uh, what's the last name? Uh, Harris. You know, uh, like I said, you know, I ain't no big advocate of either or. And I right. agree with what you're saying about the secretive, about the secretiveness. But what they do is they at least put up the facade of civilization. Therefore, people who feel a certain way at least think twice about acting out against black people. If you feel like the highest office in your government endorses your uh, behavior towards black people, there's nothing to hold you in check. The, out of, I was watching a report out of five racist attacks, and this is national, not in the same place. Out of five racist attacks, uh, I mean, out of I think I forget how many, but out of these, let's get how many. Let's say about twenty, and I hate making up the statistics, but I know five people cited Donald Trump, President Trump, as the inspiration and motivation behind the racist attack. That's dangerous. That's dangerous, you know, and it's dangerous for us on an international scale. Now let's talk internationally. This man bombed. A Iraqi general, he wants to start a war so desperately to save himself from going to jail. Because Donald Trump's going to jail. 
When he gets out of that prison, he's going to have to answer for them crimes. You know what I'm saying? So he don't want to get out of there. Um, and this man is willing to start an international war. Iraq didn't bite into it. They said, no, no, no. People begged the man, please. Because they were like, we're going to retaliate. They didn't. They, so they didn't bite into it. He's trying China. China owns half the United States. <laughs> so that's going to be exactly. some terrible conflict. But, but they ain't but biting right now. I think that was more or less his agenda with that, though, you know, get China's hand yeah. out of America's pocket. Now, I agree with that move. I think, you know, and see, I, I, you know, you know with, and with, that's, that's kind of where that. I'm at with Trump, because it's like, yeah, we don't agree with him 100%, but some of those moves he's making, come on now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 you got to be real. You got to be real. Like, a lot of the things he's doing because I am a black nationalist, and I do live in America. You're right. I didn't agree with Clinton when he did that NAFTA, that North America trade, greedies, and should we open up the book when they start. Now, when you, somebody goes, hello, this is Michael from Texas. You know, you just sent all the job brothers out here struggling, can't get a job, and I got somebody from damn Bangladesh calling me about a bill. So I do agree with you on that work, right? And and, and and I will say kudos to him for that. Bring the jobs back. You know what I'm saying? Bring the jobs. I'm, I'm sorry out there who's saying, man, right is right. I'm a nationalist, man. Yo, we got sheep. You know what I'm saying? So it That's is how some I'm things. Looking at it. I'm like, that, I'm like well, okay, well, yeah. So Trump, you know, 100%, we can't, we can't go with him, but we can use him to our advantage. If we right. be strategic. But I, and see, for black people but, in America, at this point, that's what it's all about for us because there ain't no white people coming to bail us out of anything. If anything, the situation is just going to get worse, whether we got Joe Biden or Trump. But at least with Trump, there you go. we can there use you go. Yeah, him to that our goes, advantage. Right. That goes back to that Cubes contract with America. You know what I'm saying? And you said the key thing. This is why we talk about that whole know your politics because whoever gets in office, man, the black man, gonna, black man and black woman ain't got nothing coming. Period. So if we don't roll, so if we don't like you said, bro. If we don't roll collective, and I agree with what Chairman Work is saying. You, I am pointing out them horrible things with Trump, but this is why I'm glad I got the new leadership on, because he's not moved by emotion. And this is how I, I, we have to move. Like the young man's talking, he's saying some shit. We have to, and I still ain't advocating Trump, but what I'm saying, what the, what, what I'm getting from the young man is, don't be partial to nobody. What's good for us? Don't get caught up because I will say that I hear I hate Joe Biden and Pamela uh, Pamela Harris. What's her name? Harris. Anyway. Yeah, Kamala Kamala Harris. Yeah, Kamala Harris. Yeah, I hate their yeah. I hate their commercial geared towards the black community. I hate it. Listen what they say. They show this commercial and talk about Trump talks about. What have we done lately? Well, Trump, you're a racist. Trump, you're a this, and Trump, you're that. But you now you you got a commercial to us talking all this shit with Trump is, but you ain't told us shit you're going to do for us. See, don't play with my intelligence. Don't sit there and play on my, I know what the fuck Trump talking about. I got ears. You ain't got to remind me. What you going to do? And we got to get out of that. Let no fucking scare us into some shit. So I do like the direction you're going in. Well, we have to listen with ears that are best suited for black people and not ears of fear, coonery, and all that old bullshit. Exactly. Like all the things, all the things that they use to keep us suppressed, racism, 
you know, police reform, all this stuff that really doesn't matter because, like I said, segregation was our, you know, was our, um, the best thing that we had. Integration was our kryptonite. It's like back then we didn't see it because, you know, we were, we were so caught up in wanting more of what we felt like we didn't have. But it's like now, 30 or 40 years later, it's like as you look at, you know, gentrification and just look where we are in integration, we lost everything. At one point, we had black yeah. schools, black hospitals, black mechanics, black convenience store owners, just black power for real. But now, that all of that stuff our ancestors worked for has been diminished because we allowed them to use people like Al Sharpton and things like racism and equal rights and all of this bullshit that we never going to get anyway. You know, I try to tell people, like, you're prisoners of war. Like, you were brought to this country to be slaves and to work for free labor. Like, you wasn't yeah. brought over here to be equal to the white man or to big brother, whatever you want to call him, because the white man got somebody they answering to as well. So it's like we weren't – we were never to be considered as equal. Us fighting – and becoming a threat to the society is what made them even consider giving us a little bit that we have now. So you mean to tell me after all of that fighting and being independent, once we start to make way a little bit, we give up? Let's integrate. Come on, man. Because like at this point, the war is about being strategic. Of course, they already know if you yeah. get up there and they point out the fact that Donald Trump is racist, black people are going to go against him. Absolutely. So that's just a tactic in their own front. Just like just like my boy Pharaoh was saying, you know, out of all of that stuff they said about, you know, Donald Trump and the Russians and all of that, it still has not been proved. They had no evidence. They had no evidence whatsoever to convict Donald Trump until FBI, uh, what his name is, James Comey or whoever he was. Yeah, they had no evidence until he went on the stand. And to this day, it still has not been proven. So, you know, it's kind of like the tactic they used to defame Bill Cosby. You know, mm-hmm. first they defamed your character. I think it's going to come out. I, I, I really think all of it is going to come out towards the end. It's just right now. Um, you know, powers that be, forces that are keeping things from really coming to the light are in play. But I think all of that eventually is going to come out. You know, we've seen it before with Nixon. They're crooked, you know. And I'm going to keep it real. I don't, like I said, man, you know, Biden, um, here, here's what my thing. I think Don, well, I think he's dangerous, even though – there is opportunities for black people to really do some things uh, with, with the administration if you're not a reformist and biting into it. But why he's dangerous is that there are no checks and balances. There are no checks and balances. And a lot of innocent black people are going uh, – it's the potential for us to be hurt. You know, and that's, that's, that's what, what, what I worry about that. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, That's what I what my biggest concern. But see, and even with even and that's my thing, like even with that con, you know, who there there is nothing that is nothing that is telling us that that is not that's not gonna happen as well with Joe Biden. See, it's like in that situation it can happen with either president. Yeah, it can. It can happen with you know Joe Biden. The, yeah. Yeah. It can, but here's the thing. We It could. It's always a possibility. It could happen with any president, but when you have one that is stoking the flames, you know what I'm saying? He's stoking the flames. You know, it's like you said, you said, you know, and I hear people say that I'd rather be a cracker, have a cracker that's real with me than one that's fake. What would you do if a cracker was in your face called you nigger, you from a shit home country? Fuck you, nigger. What would you do? You're going to shake his hand and say, hey, man, thank you for being honest with me. What would you do? You would fight him. I mean, so why, are we I, I, Trump? why are not people fighting Trump? Why are they letting him get away? The vote is, 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 is swinging on him. But we, 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 we say we like that honesty? I don't know, man. I, you know, I question that because I wouldn't let no white boy get in my face and talk to me like that. I wouldn't thank him for being honest with me. I damn sure wouldn't shake his hand and say, hey, man, you all right with me, boy. You, you told the truth. Shit, that cracker egg got something coming. So how can Trump do that to us and not have nothing coming? I just don't get it. Because I think, you know, I think the majority, I think the majority of black Americans starting to realize that, you know, we're the ones that give them fuel to throw on the fire of racism because they know to a certain extent that we're going to feel some type of way about what they're doing. It's, it's kind of like... You know, it's kind of like, um, what should I say? It's kind of like how they how they stage these uh, these um, these racial injustices because they know we're gonna riot. So it's like, you know, they they push racism. They're continuing to push racism. I mean, they've been doing that before now, but it's like more or less now. It's like, you know, the word nigga wouldn't be effective to a black person if we didn't feel, if we didn't react to it. Like my mom would always say, you know, I don't feel like the black community is as reactionary to racism as we once were. It's like, we kind of numb to it. So it's like, yeah, you got those few black people who like, Oh, this white dude called us a nigga. We're going to teach him a lesson. But then you got the other ones that just shake their head and, you know, look at them as like, okay, by way of nonsense. But like I said, you know, we're more or less in the millennium of strategicness. Like it's it's all about being strategic. Not falling into their trap. I feel like racism has racism went from a punishment to a trap. Like it's it, it has been converted. So it's like they always trap us inside of racism. They get us every time with that. Now I'm not saying well, that, I mean, you know, we yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, please. Nah, so I'm like, I'm not saying that we should let him off the hook. I'm not saying that we even let Donald Trump off the hook. I don't think any of us are letting him off the hook, but I think that people realizing the maneuvers that we could do, or what, what should I say, the weapons that we could have access to, 
if we had Donald Trump. And, I mean, we've been seeing this for the last four years. You know, now, we're not just going to say Donald Trump poured money on the black people only. No, of course not. Because then you have white people saying that he's showing favoritism to the black people, or you have the Mexicans or the Jews or whoever. But for me, he puts America, he put America's people in a position to elevate if only we'd be strategic. That's just where I'm at with it. I mean, I'm not even, you know, racism is going to be racism, you know, he don't like black people. We don't like white people. It's all the same, you know. But, but it, at the end of the day. No, no, we're, but that's the problem. It isn't the same. That's the problem. I don't care if they don't like me. I could care less. And we don't like them. I care less. But we don't have the power to affect change. That's the difference. Their racism affects lives. Their racism is when you go in a courtroom, you get 100 years for something as opposed to that white boy to get two. Their racism is that he gets the job and you don't. And so we can't, when you got a president in office that threatens to any little bit, like you said, integration, I agree with you, integration is a joke. But now we know it's a joke. Back then, when we, before we was integrated, we didn't know it was a joke. I don't agree with segregation, but I do agree with separation. We don't want them to segregate us again. Right. We don't want that for real. Because when they segregate us, that means they control the resources and tell us where we got to live, what we can do, what we can't do, color don't, nigga only, uh, white only pies, you know what I'm saying, this water fountain. We don't want that. But when you got somebody like Trump, you know, let me tell you something. Your, our right to bear arms, the right for black people to vote is an amendment. They got to re-vote on that shit. So when you got somebody in office that doesn't even respect you as a human being, when he reads their uh, Declaration of Independence, when it says every human is in, uh, uh, supposed to have rights, uh, what is it, liberty, love to pursue the happiness, yada, yada, inedible rights under God, da, 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 and all that bull, when he doesn't see you in the framework of that, like he said, his founding fathers make America great again, that's the great America he's talking about. When they don't see you in the framework of that, man, it's dangerous for us. And too many of us have all have bought into the root. Now you and I know, and a few of us know that it's a joke. But too many of us have bought into that illusion for us to have a president that will tear down that veil that quickly. But see, that's what that I'm quickly. saying. Like that's why that's why black people. That's why the black community is failing at an all time high because we pay more attention to what they doing versus paying more attention to how we can use them to our advantage. It's like we're but not on the same team that they're on, so we shouldn't be looking for equality. We should be. It's hey, kind of like if you go to court, it's like if you hire a lawyer, right, and you're on trial fighting for your life, your freedom or whatever, your lawyer is going to tell you to look for the loophole. To me, Donald Trump is a loophole because he don't follow status quo. He's not. He's not... He's not going by the law. I'm not even going to get into that. He's just not following status right. quo. He's a right. liability right. to the government, if anything. And Exactly. And worse for us, because he's not going by the law. The only thing saving. You think we save? You think they ain't hitting us because we, they see uh, a nigga show up with 300 niggas and guns? You really think that they just turned a full ass on black people in America because we got a few people with guns? The only thing stopping them is internet. The world is watching them internationally. They couldn't justify that. 
and these so-called phony fake laws they got. When you have a man in power that says, hey, you know what? Screw the laws. If you don't want to hire the nigger, don't hire the nigger. In fact, if you want to hang the nigger, hang the nigger. I'm not going to con- – here's a man that says I'm not going to condemn a man that takes a car and plows it into people who are practicing, like you said, the law, their First Amendment right to uh, assembly and protest. But because that one cracker disagreed, he plows a car into him, and then the president says, hey, there's enemies on both sides. I don't see anything wrong he did. That's dangerous. That's dangerous because when you don't, when you're fighting crackers and then don't have the law to get your side, so that means when I shoot the white boy, the police gonna come shoot me. Even if the white boy was in my yard with a gun, there's nothing to protect him. Nothing. I can't even go to court on that. They might as well hold court in the streets. You know what I'm saying? You can't. You it. That's a full blown revolution because you can't seek any solution from that. Hey, listen, work. We got to. Oh, I thought we had the book. So you can't seek. Um, Solutions from them And that's what I mean is the danger With Donald Trump It ain't even the illusion You don't even want to put up the illusion of respect And that's dangerous You know you, we, we at least gotta have like You know I know them other cats is fake But we gonna sit here and play the little game Like you said till we wake the hell up And realize yo all this shit's fake Right now Black people ain't ready for that man to strip that cover off them They ain't ready to get out of bed yet they conscious, you know, I say conscious just means you woke. It don't mean you got out of bed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to put some action with it. So them cats ain't got out of bed yet, and when you pull them covers off of them and that cold air hit them, they ain't be ready for that. And, and like I said, I'm so people-oriented that I worry about the masses because the way of the white supremacists and white power nationalists is a way of cowardliness, and they only have always only hit soft targets. Young men and young women, they catch by themselves, they hang from a tree in churches, playgrounds, and schools. So while we're prepared, we're the masses. So we have, like you said, it's about strategy, and that strategy must be one uh, of, of moving the masses along. We can't practice elitism, brothers and sisters. They're not saying you, uh, Chairman, because I know you get down in Atlanta, but I'm talking to you, brothers and sisters out there listening. Be careful falling into elitism. My clique, my group, we ready. We just, that's elitism. That is counter-revolutionary. We're not elitist. It has always been about the people. So if the people ain't ready to move, guess what? We got to fall back, we strategize, we got to take it back to the people and entice them to move. Because if it's just about our little clique, then I'll go off and join a little group and won't worry about nothing. I can live a little community. But my calling in that is to you knucklehead black people because I'm a knucklehead black person. Love you guys. <laughs> Work talk to me, man. I know I'm just laughing. And also, let me send out the call. Time. You're listening to the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. Press 1. We'll let you in if you want to, you know, jump in, chop it up or whatever. Uh, I'm on here with my, my man, man. And I'm, you know, so honored to have him on, Chairman Work 3GP, uh, Third Generation Panther Party out of that ATL, man. And I'm talking about we go way back. I remember, I remember... I'm going to put you out there. Well, I remember when he was my lieutenant, y'all, so I'm going to put it out there. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's an honor to be having this discussion with him. But, uh, yeah, work. so now I'm going to put you on. No, nah, we ain't going to go on that one. We ain't going to go on that. Let's stick on the trouble bike because I was going to put you on the spot. But, uh, you know, continue on this. Continue on this 2020 election topic. Yeah, I mean – the twenty the twenty twenty election, man, you know, it holds the fate of a lot of things. 
you know, it, it, it's going, it, it's definitely changing the way that we live on a lot of things. Just like, you know, I said with the ban of all gas-powered cars going into effect, you know, the RFID tracker becoming more and more common, the mandated vaccines, you know, all of the above, like, I mean, it's a, it's a toss-up. We're dealing with the lesser of two evils. It's, it's crazy. a toss-up. You know. Absolutely. Well, it leads into my, you know, I go on touching. It leads into, this is why, with all of this craziness going on, this is why I've addressed the issue of, like, in fact, NBPP, because it is a serious time. All this time of sensationalism, all this bullshit I see going on, the memes and uh, uh, social media, man, y'all a joke. It is a joke. I'm very stink. As black people, right here is is being discussed, and we're going through changes as a people. And you guys out there, listening audience, and uh, some of you guys are just going to listen later, and I'm really caught up into the whole celebrity of it all. You niggas are worse than Atlanta loving hip hop. You guys are caught in the celebrity of it all. Just like work is breaking down and saying strategies, uh, you know, tactics. Looking at who's in play and what's going on, we have to do the same thing in our movements. We have to do the same thing in our movements. And so when we move, in my opinion, of course, this is how I was taught revolution, this is how I understand still revolutionary movements. So when we move, especially as black nationalists, against um, other formations, those moves should, in, in my opinion, of course, be political moves. It should be the discussion of either weaknesses in their ideology and philosophy. It should be, you know, breakdowns and maybe the strategy could be better. It should be things that advance as a people. You niggas get, man, you niggas disgust me with the, with the things I'm seeing on Facebook. When did it get so, per- when did the movement become so trivial, asinine, and play play? This is why it's hard for me to recruit from the upper echelons of our societies, the more of the intelligentsia, more of the economic, more economically stable elements in our community. Because when I introduce them, they run across that foolishness. No serious discussions being had. Exactly. Yeah, we got to use the camouflage. You know, a lot of this. I uh, see. You know, real revolution. The real revolution will not be televised, and that is something to stand on for sure. Because real revolutionaries aren't worried about being televised or taking a credit or, you know, because they know the dangers of being a real revolutionary, a, a real rebel. So it's like when you get that Hollywood stuff, all that TV and, you know, all of this, you know, when you get that Al Sharpton in front of you, you already know, just lay back. It's divide and conquer. Like I always say, Everybody, everybody in the circus ain't no clown. That's just, that's the moral of the story, you know? So it's just like, even though they may be under the leadership of a clown, you know, there may be some real soldiers there to be recruited. But in order well, that's for us to see, talk. Yeah. you know, in order for us to see and be aware of who those real soldiers are, we can't be so quick to criticize. We just got to lay back. And I observe. 
And see, that's really more or less where we are as real revolutionaries because we got so many Uncle Toms and so many undercover agents and, you know, so many clowns within the movement that we can't even solidify a real vanguard. Because it's hard for that. us as real people who put in the work in to sit back and watch a phony. That's the hardest thing yeah. for a revolutionary. You know, it's like it's I like the ones way. who only pop up when it's a big case. Yep. Oh, this brother this brother was wrongfully killed. We we ain't seen you all year. Now all of a sudden you in front of the camera talking about you the voice of the black people. Come on, man. I you know what, and I agree. And I wouldn't even have a problem with that if at least your your teachings added up to that. You know, I see some of these cats. This is what scares me because, like you said, the key man. There's some sincere, well-intended brothers and sisters in a lot of these organizations, and they're not. I don't know if they're really just listening or they caught up to the hype. If they're not listening to the leadership, you know what I'm saying? They don't get it. You know, I mean, some of their leadership is out of their own mouth saying that their organization is going in a counterproductive, counterrevolutionary direction. You know, for instance, I'm going to say Jay. One of the things that turned me off from Jay, two things turned me off. When the, when the little girl got shot in Atlanta and the Negro put a price on the dude, y'all need to bring that nigga's head without knowing nothing about that put the price on it, and what happened, the little guy got shot. My nephew was partners with the do-do-do, so he called me from prison. Yo, what the hell was, because they locked us all in. With the black, I said, that wasn't us. That was that what this nigga did. I said, hey, that's the first thing. Secondly, is when I see this nigga get on there and say, you disagree with how y'all niggas feel, we just start coming, killing y'all niggas. Disagree with me, we start showing up killing. Then you ain't showed up to one cracker's house and did that, nigga. I know you ain't about that life. And the reason I know you ain't about that life, sucker, is because you got your permit to carry your gun. You ain't that oh, cool, yeah. man. Don't say that, man. Man, please, I don't even want to get personal. I'm, I'm with you on that because You know what I'm saying? You don't threaten black people because we disagree. You know what I'm saying? We don't do it like that. And and, and I refuse yeah. to be bullied and intimidated by anyone. That's one thing. That you know, and that's the bottom line. You, if you done went down to the Capitol... And got your paperwork signed so you could be in front of the Capitol. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you want to call that, but that ain't. We ain't going for nothing strange. You done already gave it, us up to the white man. That that's it. But you know what? And then work. I'm so good in that that I say go and do your thing, but call it what it is: reformism. Don't sit there and masquerade right. that as the revolution. But that's not we talk. You know, you're not calling it what it is, and you're threatening people who are calling it what it is. You know, I ain't called the man an agent. I ain't called the man in it because I don't have the receipts yet. I see what people are saying, but I'm a revolutionary. I know you don't put that on no goddamn body till you know. You know what I'm saying? So you got That's facts. a death ticket. Right, so you got the facts. You know how we roll, uh, uh, Chairman. So I ain't going to put that well, on him. Whatever I feel behind closed doors. Exactly. So whatever I discussed behind you know, closed doors like with my said, people remains even, there. It's but not even with, just him. It's, it's a mm-hmm. whole. It's a whole ass of organizations. Oh boy! You know we got Black Lives Matter playing on the people. You know, 
We got all sorts of organizations playing on the people. But that's why it's more or less, like I said, you know, just because you're under the leadership of a clown don't mean you're a clown. So it's like, it's, like I said, we're in the era of strategic of strategies, dividing and conquering. Weaving out those clowns and, you know, retraining those who've been trained to be clowns. Mm-hmm. That's that's just what we are. You know, like I said, even yeah. with the NF, the NFAC, it's like what he's doing is exactly what we need to be doing. But his motive and his purpose is not what we need to be. It's like his his um his direction that he's going with it is not where we needed to be. So you know, maybe that's why he's getting all of this. You know this third degree from the community because it's like you acting like you 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 going in for us but it's like the way it's coming out it's coming out a little you know it's coming out a little artificial for us yeah it's it's very it's coming artificial out for me down for sure man it's very it's it's more of the same man it's more of these reformers and all of that, trying to take the revolution away. And I'm not knocking the movements. I'm not knocking the people in these movements, even the NFAC. You know, I know there's some sincere people. I'm not knocking the gun clubs. But let's keep it real. They are not revolutionary formations. They are registered. They're with the state. They're, come on, man. You know revolutionaries don't have nothing to do with the establishment, period. We don't get 501c3s. We don't do none of that. So you can't do any of that. And then be calling about you revolutionary. You can't be throwing rallies and taking people's VIN numbers and um, serial numbers off their guns and registering people. I don't care. Whatever, it's not revolutionary. What I loved about the gun clubs is they said that. They said, we are gun club. It don't say gun club, revolutionary. Now, I get upset when gun clubs, and I haven't seen this yet, when gun clubs begin to play revolutionary. You know, join a revolutionary group. Don't make your little gun club into a revolutionary group because it's a little gun club, buddy. That's what I'm saying. Stay in your lanes. Quit confusing the already confused masses. So when us real revolutionaries come out there, those of us that ain't that, you know, because the George Jackson said this. The George Jackson of what is known, we call it the third development, third formation Panther Party, mostly known as the original Jackson said this. He said, every revolutionary must come to grips with being an outlaw because it comes to a point in time where every revolutionary must break the law. So, you're talking to most of us revolutionary now are outlaws. Legally, I'm not allowed to carry a firearm. My citizenship has been denied me. I've served my debt to society. I've did my time, paid my probation and parole, and still are denied full inclusion into the so-called United States of America. Because I'm being because I'm being tried, I, it's what's called double jeopardy to me. I'm being double penalized. I have a thing called a felony that is, that follows me everywhere I go, even though allegedly I paid my debt to society, physically and monetarily. So the only solution for me, so what does that do? That regulates me for one, I can't defend my family, and two, I can only get a certain type of job. So you keep me in a lower economic I, class I, group. That's what I'm you know what saying. And so keep me to the people. You can't go to the people who enslaved you asking for help. That's counterproductive. Exactly. You see what I'm, 
Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So the only solution for us is revolution. But when you got people, look at the people for help and taking my vehicle. See, let that nigga take my bicycle, then I got to vote. You feel what I'm saying, nigga? You got your rights. Nigga, you can vote. You can vote your gun. You can vote for the government. You can vote that, but you taking that as revolution. But what about us people who only got revolution? You see what I'm saying? I ain't got no choice. I only got revolution, so I can't let no sucker take my only car. You can't drive my car, nigga. This is the only car I got. Drive your own car. Use your right Second Amendment right ass, nigga. Use that. Not get it because you got it. You were smart enough either not to get caught or either you obeyed the law. Whatever way you got your right, use that. But don't masquerade that as revolution. So now the people who want to be revolutionary, the people who I could use, the people who could use me, the people we could stay together and move something, they with you because they think that's revolution. So I ain't got no resources. And that's not revolution. And then by the time they wake up, you know what they say? Man, I don't deal with that black shit no more. Man, I don't deal with that. Right. That shit fake and phony as hell. You see what I'm saying? They dangerous. Right. And like you said, not just him. Not just him. A couple more people. Some names I ain't going to call. But right now, because I'm talking about him, but not just him. Shit, it's a lot of y'all. Sure. You know, the only reason I ain't calling y'all name is because y'all ain't clearly came out and jumped out as he has. I'm just waiting on that one slip up from a lot of y'all. See, I can hang him from his own tongue. A lot of y'all, only thing I say is your actions. Man, I talk about your actions. You know what I'm saying? But I hang him from his own tongue. And then from his own action. From the profession, profession that he is making. Yeah, man. You know, we got a yep. couple weak legs on the bridge. We got to replace those. Well, we all going to hey, fall man, down. Hey, man, you know it. That's just that's just the truth being told. Like you know, we just we're in the era of redesign. Like we for the last twenty, thirty, forty, however many years you want to count, we've just been misrepresented as a whole. Period. Because we too continue. It's like we we are naive when it comes to things change. It's like as black people, we get in a spot. And we expect for it to stay the same, but the whole time we're convincing ourselves that things are the same. Things are changing rapidly. Black people have yeah. no control yeah. over their future. Simple and plain. So unless we wake up and take some control over our future, we're going to be doomed anyway. Hey, you better say that. You better say that. You know, if it's, if it's say, not the listen. white people that's going if it's not the white people that's going to be uh, enslaving our ass, it's going to be the Chinese companies or the Indians. Or okay. Shit. It'll be real bad if it become the Mexicans. Now, you know, that's right. Now, I will say that. Now, we can talk about that because I am a black nationalist. When it comes to our fight, let me fight this Mr. White man. Don't come over here, Arab man. Don't come over here, uh, any other man thinking you finna get in this because, uh, look, you know what I'm saying? We ain't going to trade one slave master for another. We're not going to trade white colonialism for Islamic colonialism. Don't come over here with you. I'm saying I'm a Muslim. So let that get straight. I don't want to. I hate. Don't, I don't want to hear that shit. As a personal decision. Right. I ain't posing nothing on. Don't come over here with your gods. 
Don't come over with none of that. We're going to figure our own damn thing out. So we ain't trying to hear none of that. So I agree with you on that. Well, you know, so we have to, you know, our struggle and our fight is about self-determination. We got to, like you said, Chairman, we can't be looking for nobody to help us. We got to pull ourselves up. Like the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey said, up you mighty nation, you can do as you will. We have to do for self. Chairman, I'm going to give you a last couple minutes to say something, man. We're going over in the time. So, shit, I'm going to give you the last few minutes to um, say a few things. Well, for me, I mean, to conclude conclude the discussion, I think, you know, like what Nundy would always say, time for a period of fasting. For for those of you who aren't really familiar with what a blackout is, I think it's just time for a period of fasting. Because, like, the sooner... The sooner we teach ourselves to do without what they're giving us, the stronger we'll become as black people. It's, we're just too dependent on them. Every We feel like if we separate or we go our own way, we're going to be missing out on them. And that's just because that's we, don't, right. we, haven't, we haven't trained our men or our women or our children to possess the attributes that we need in order to separate. That's so right now, it's just a time of fasting and doing without. You know, it's just time for a blackout. Stop spending hours. I always say this. You know, it's, we're in the era of war. And all of our communities at the gas station is all Arabs or Indians. That should be a black man in the gas station. But it's like we letting them get away with raping the community. And it's like it's to the point now to where it's like we're not even choosing to spend our money with the Indians. It's just no yeah. way around doing it because black people aren't possessing and owning and obtaining the things that we need in order to push these people out. Yeah. I mean, if we can't push them out by owning, then we should push them out by extorting. <laughs> You gonna, if you're going to slain, if you're going to slain bean pies or if you're going to slain your petroleum over here, we need a cut. Or else, pack that yeah, shit it's up. Real. It's, it's, you know. It's like we're not, we're not in a position to where we have time to keep asking for reparations. Like, now it's yeah. more or less either you're going to give us a cut or we're going to take it. Either I mean, either way. We can do this the easy way. Well, we can do this the hard way. Same thing go for white people. You ain't putting no damn Walmarts up in this community unless we get a cut. If you do, we just going to burn it up and you're going to take a loan. Yeah, we don't have to do without seeing Walmart or we might have to do without a Shell gas station. But it's going to be somebody black enough and and powerful enough to spring up out of there with a black gas station. Who, who knows what it'll be? So, you know, for me, I mean, just to conclude the discussion... It, it, I mean, like I said, it's a toss-up. Yeah. And, and I well, ain't talking I about say... us. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, you know, and I ain't talking about us voting for Donald Trump or Joe Biden, man. We need to vote black. Fuck it. Hey. Put black hey. up there and vote for black. That's, that's the only hey. option we really have. That's it. I, I like what you said, man, you know, about really strategies and stuff. And voting black is a vote for our interests. And, and let me say this, man, since you did, uh, you know, 
Shout out Nundi. I, I, I definitely got you because one of the things that I've always picked up on, she talks about how we ourselves is a resource. You touched on it. That we may not have production power, but one of the things I've learned from her is we have to spend it. Can't nobody make you spend shit. Can't nobody make you spend nothing. And all really looking around, we have all the resources that we need right there in our community, but we're scared of minimalism. We're scared of stepping away from uh, all the materialism and conventionalism and all that and going back to a more simplistic, holistic lifestyle. Because the funds that the trillions of dollars that come out of our community in a year is more than enough to rebuild our community. Cause we, and I've seen it. I'm not going to go into all her things because that will be taken from her. But I've seen programs and shit she has put together that can become self-sufficient. To the, the first footsteps of self-sufficiency in these uh, com- economic, I call them communal economic programs, because it's about taking the resources in our community, community and increasing economics. I'm not going to touch them all on that because that's how Sunday she has to touch on that, but that's real. Nobody can make us spit. We got to take our, our community back. Look, I'm going to end it, man. I appreciate everybody hanging out. Chairman, I know we're going to get on. Next week is in mind. So listen out for its Chief War, my Chief of Staff War, Panther 48, on next Sunday. I'll be on after that. You know, I know uh, Brother Chairman going to come back and rock out. Yo, I got to send a shout-out since we did say Nundy. Check out, uh, I think, I'm going to send out my man shout-out to Sarnetta, man. Check out, you may catch on one of them Sarnettas. Raise your hell, dropping that enlightenment and that wisdom in only the manner that she can do it. Check that out. Uh, and then stay black, y'all. For real shit, stay black. And I'm, with that, man, I'm going to attempt to lead the black masses with the way to the black masses. And that's people, African power to an African people, and black power. I fight myself, I fight God to tell me how many burdens left I fight pain and hurricanes today I wept I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorstep Life's a living hell, puddles of blood in the street Shooters on top of the building, government aid ain't relief Earthquake, the body drop, the ground breaks The poor run with smoke lungs and scar face Who need a hero? You need a hero, look in the mirror, there go your hero Who on the front line of the ground? Zero My heart don't skip a beat even when hard